Happy New Year, folks, and welcome to The Socialist. This is your non-political podcast, not about socialism, but about lists. You know, Matt is with us today. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back, as always. You know, uh, at work today, I had to clarify to my new hire class. So I do uh, training and hiring at my company. So they're like, share a fun fact about yourself. And I was like, okay, uh, you know, me and my buddies, we do a podcast called The Socialists. And they kind of give me a weird look. I'm like, don't worry, it has zero to do with politics. <laughs> sure. So just kind of a fun little play on with our name there. Yeah, usually when I usually when I bring it up at work, I say I do a podcast with, with some friends of mine called The Social Lists. <laughs> and then they don't get it and then I always follow up with, like, you get it, the socialists? And they're like, ah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a government pod sometime. Like, top, top five worst presidents. Yeah, or top five dic- no, oh, I'm just kidding. dictators. Oh, I kind of paused that on a bad moment. <laughs> I should probably finish the word dictators if I'm going to say it. Uh,. But today, you know, with like New Year's, you know, we talked about kind of like, you know, what could we do that's kind of New Year's themed, like inspiration. Uh, So today we're going to discuss inspirational fictional characters. Uh, Normally we do a top 10, but we wanted to challenge ourselves because there's so many options and just bring it down to five. How was that hard for you, Matt? Super difficult. And I mean, when I first started, even just getting my list of 10, like I thought I had a good list of 10. And then names kept popping into mind. And I kept rearranging my list of 10. So then getting it down to five from that was super difficult. I think a lot of people are going to have similar ones to maybe some of the ones we have. But I don't know. It's going to be fun. I have no idea if our lists are going to be the exact same or completely different, but I'm ready to battle it out. But uh, before we do that, Mr. Brown, hit the techno. The Socialists. Speaking of inspiration, is there anything more inspiring than techno? I just, I don't know. Do you, are you feeling inspired now, Matt? I'm feeling inspired. My heart rate is up a little bit. My blood pressure is up a little bit. Yes. We will, so how this will work is we will start with our number five and work our way down. And then uh, we'll make some honorable mentions. Like I said, there's a lot to go off. So let's go ahead and start our top five most inspirational fictional characters. 
Who is your most inspiring fifth person, Matt? I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, I think a a big surprise. I'm gonna go with um, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> when I was a lad, I had four dozen names. That's what uh, I immediately totally, thought. Totally kidding. Other than like Luke Evans could be a inspirational character in and of himself. Man, I was about to say your list is reeking of toxic masculinity already <laughs> with the Gaston pick. When I tried to when I tried to grow out my mustache not too long ago, I pulled up a picture of Luke Evans with a mustache and I told my wife, I was like, Hey, I kinda look like him, don't you think? And then she pulled up a picture of Michael Sarah with like a half grown mustache and was like, I think you look more like him. I think you look more like uh Jim Carrey's the bad guy and Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. I take that as a compliment. Oh, I know. We'll do a dumb and dumber podcast soon, don't worry. Top, ooh, top ten quotes from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Top ten, top ten scenes. Man, we yeah. went through a wormhole there. <laughs> yeah. Alright, number five. Um, I'm going to start with Mr. Bond, James Bond. Wow, speaking um, of toxic masculinity. <laughs> just, the list, the list, wait, wait till my next pick. The list gets worse. Um, <laughs> But I guess I, I guess some some clarifying points on James Bond. Um, yeah, tell me what when, tell me what inspires <laughs> you about him killing and you know sleeping with a new woman every night. Tell me what's Saving inspiring. The yeah, Saving the the mother country over I, and over and over again. I, I guess as long as the ends meet or the means meet the end, right? Um. No, James Bond. Um, he was on my list when it was favorite fictional characters. Yeah, that's a good point um, to start with. We originally were doing top five favorite, but yeah, we realized there's a difference. Like, because we kind of want to go off the New Year's theme of inspiring, and it kind of challenged our list. So, yeah, yeah, and so so he was one when we switched over to inspirational. I debated back and forth um, leaving him on because. <laughs> Um, You're like, oh no, Keegan's gonna slam me. I just can hear it now. Yeah, it's the same thing when people ask me who was my greatest inspiration growing up, and I say Tiger Woods. I people always give me a hard time for that one too, but I'm I'm sticking with it. I think I think James Bond is inspiring. Um, for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, he had when you, when you're talking about the word inspiring, he has his downfalls. When you want to um, start talking about morals and yeah, different things like that. Um, but when it comes to, I think modern cinema and and any time you have James Bond define what a spy is for the world i think um and just to he, he, do you have like a james bond in mind when you talk about this is it like daniel craig's or you know pierre Bo um, pierce bosnan or i'm a i'm a daniel craig believer okay I'm a daniel craig fan because I'm, I'm just trying to envision as you talk here like what am I, i'm looking at okay so daniel craig Daniel Craig. I'm a firm believer and we've talked about it with sports. I'm a firm believer that just like sports, cinema gets better. 
acting gets better. Um, CGI gets better. Everything about movies has gotten better. I'm like, I'll be the first person. 100% agree. That, I'll be the first to tell you that like when somebody says Citizen Kane is the greatest movie of all time, I'll just walk out of the room. Or Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like they they deserve a place in history, but they don't like all right, that was a hundred years ago. It's not the greatest movie anymore. Like have you seen movies now? <laughs> yeah. Like I can put a better movie together on my iPhone than the Wizard of Oz as far as effects go. Yeah, exactly. Like, your standard, like, Snapchat filters will do more to capture the audience than movies that were made in black and white. Um, we should put a sound bite of, like, pitchforks when we make some statement like this. <laughs> oh, I hear them coming. But, like, no offense to previous James Bonds, right? And... We don't need to get into arguing who was the best James Bond, but I think Daniel Well, there's Craig no debate, so you don't really need to go about it. It's clearly Daniel Craig. Right. I agree, but... Sorry, Sean Connery. Sean Connery doesn't even look like a James Bond. <laughs> At least, like, uh, Pierce Brosnan, like, looks like a James Bond. Not only do I hear pitchforks, now I see red dots on me. <laughs> uh, my dad is hanging up, disconnecting the podcast right at this very moment. But that's okay. I always cringed when my dad said, "You want to come see a good movie?" And then I got into the family room growing up, and the movie was in black and white. And I was like, oh, "I'm suddenly tired." Dad. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think he defined. I think James Bond defined what a spy is and and I think everybody at I can, some I can point, see that and and everybody at some point in their life um wanted to be James Bond when you see him get in his Aston Martin or when you see him in the opening scenes or you see him get dressed up in his tux right to head to the casino table there's that I feel, I feel like there's some moment um he's super where you're cool like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I really want to be James Bond. I think it's every kid's or even young adult's fantasy at some point. Like, man, I wish I could be him. Um, I think from, uh, his, uh, his abilities, his skill set, um, I mean, he drives the coolest cars. He has the coolest weapons and gadgets. He's intelligent. He, he's like, he's like the definition of like a masculine personality like he he is that i think the born movies are just somewhat spin-offs or copies of a james bond type character it's just but jason Bourne would be up james bond in the hand-to-hand combat no problem yeah and so, and so would charizard <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like all right like so would like anyways a lot of people could be James Bond in hand-to-hand combat. Like, okay, but it's... I'm just saying that Jason Bourne and... It's kind of like, are you Jason Bourne or James Bond? It's kind of like your pe- Coke and Pepsi. Those are the two spies, in my mind. Yeah, and Jason Bourne is like Diet Coke. It's like, alright, like... Oh, once you mature and you move further <laughs> on in your life, you realize it's better? Yeah, I agree. 
No, it's like what came after. It's like we gotta come up. We gotta come up with something that's like the same, but not quite the same because we don't want to copy copy it. Mm-hmm. Some people say that it's better because it has zero calories, and some people they'll say it won't taste as good. But the records show that I like both of them. They came after. Anyways, James Bond, number five. He's not a perfectly inspiring character. He's one of my favorites and inspiring nonetheless. I can dig the angle like he's inspiring, like he's probably one of the coolest people in cinema history. Uh, I mean, I can't really think of someone else that would be as cool on top of my head. So... I can get it from that angle. I'm kind of more deep meaning inspirational, like change my life for the better inspirational. Just kidding. I, I've got a couple of those on my list. Uh, I, that's, that, that's why he's my number five. Cause he, okay. he's not, yeah. he's not that, but he's not my top five, but maybe like my top 22 or something. What's your 21st one? Uh, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Two Pokemon references. We're just we're just setting up Easter eggs for a future Pokemon pod right now. I'm ready. All right, so my number five again. This is most inspirational. I have Bruce Wayne Batman as my number five most inspirational. So, now that I think about it, it's almost kind of like the same mindset as James Bond. I just think Bruce Wayne Batman's really cool. Um, and the Bruce Wayne I have in mind is the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale. Uh, I just really like his arc. He's someone that is angry and he wants to change the world. But he doesn't really know how to do it. So basically, he joins the League of Shadows. And basically, if you say it out loud, it kind of sounds funny. But he basically trains to be a martial arts ninja. And then he goes back to Gotham. And with all his, you know, assets and all all his money, he basically becomes a symbol to the city of Gotham. Uh, I just like the whole premise of the idea of becoming a legend. Uh, I just think the character Bruce Wayne is a very complicated individual. And I just like that he's out there trying to make a difference. And I think he's probably the coolest, like, superhero because he doesn't have any power. So I just think it's inspiring that basically he's mastered, like, several things, if you think about it. You know, he's basically an expert at, you know, Martial arts, detective skills, science and tech smart. Uh, he's a genius. Physically, he's amazing. Uh, so all those things in mind, he's, you know, he's always just bettering himself, making himself better. Uh, he's updating his, you know, suit and his gadgets to adjust to things. Uh, couple quotes I wanted to share that he says, it's not who I am under, oh, let me, it's not who I am underneath. But what I do, that defines me. And then I also like, a hero can be anyone. Even as simple as reassuring, putting a coat on a young boy's shoulders. How was that Batman voice? 
if um, Robert Pattinson doesn't pan out, which I don't think he will, you've got a shot. Thank you. My voice is gone the rest of the pod now, but hopefully it was li- worth it for the listeners. So basically, I just like Bruce Wayne because he's a very he's a person of action. Basically, you know, those quotes kind of highlight that. It's not what I do. It's not who I am, but it's what I do that defines you. And so I think that for in life, your actions are what define you. Uh, Not just who you say you are, but what you do. And then I like the quote, a hero can be anyone. So basically saying, you know, you don't have to be a rich billionaire playboy like Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know, it could be as simple as putting a coat on a young boy's shoulder. And so, I just like the whole message of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, I think he's really cool. Probably the greatest compliments I've received in my life is being told I look like Christian Bell. <laughs> and I will say this. I hate when people say I look like someone. Because, like, most of the time I'm, like, not really thrilled by the comparisons. I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have said anything. But I'm happy with the Christian Bell one. My uh my go to my go to response when somebody starts to tell me that they look like somebody is Oh, you you really think that I look like so and so? You know, 'cause I've I've been told quite a few times that I actually look like Brad Pitt. And then just see how they respond or react. <laughs> But I, I mean, he he was on my top ten. Um, definitely one of my favorites. I mean, the Dark Knight trilogy is my favorite movie series of all time. So I don't know if that contributes to me having Batman slash Bruce Wayne on this pedestal. That you know, maybe I guess he doesn't necessarily belong just because it is my favorite movie series, movie trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, to be honest, wasn't a Ben Affleck fan. I don't know how I feel about the, the new Batman coming out. Um, but, um, I left him off my top five, um, for no particular reason. Um, but I, I agree with all your viewpoints. I do, I do think there's some similarity though between for sure. him and James Bond. There's like this weird, like, thing, like, when I see a James Bond or Batman movie, it's like, I, like, feel motivated. I don't know about what, but I just want to become, like, cooler. <laughs> or, like... But, yeah, but I also think, like, to your point, that, you know, he doesn't really have any superpowers. He was, like, the one superhero, I feel like, as a kid, or growing up, you're almost like, I could I could be him. Yeah. Um. Like, I don't see myself as the Hulk or as... Thor or whatever because they're legit super but with Bruce Wayne and Batman there was this element of humanness um, that made him more relatable and more inspiring at least to me than all the other superheroes Uh, I can see that and why I have him at 5 and not higher uh He's a very complicated person, and he has done some questionable things ethically. Like, his persona of Bruce Wayne, it kind of goes back to the James Bond thing. I mean, I don't think his morals are as high. So he's, From that end, he's not exactly, like, this standout public figure. But, uh, 
Yeah. Put aside even the Dark Knight trilogy, I mean, you know, just his character in general, whether it's the comics or, you know, animated series. I just like the idea. I think, I just think the idea of bettering yourself at every way possible is inspirational and that's how I feel. And like I said, I'm, tr I'm going to try to go deep with these things a little bit. So that's kind of my angle with the uh, Bruce Wayne is, you know, bettering yourself at everything. And that's kind of a theme with a few of mine here, but, uh, that's all I got for that one. You want to go with your four? Yeah, I like it. Um, four is probably the, the, <laughs> the most out there one. And to go um, along with, I guess, so far our masculine theme, this character probably is the most uh, masculine or the definition of that persona ever. Oh my gosh, um, I think I know who it is. <laughs> um, they have a movie about him. Um, um, studied him in school. And um, he was just always someone that I was so fascinated to learn about. And um, that is Achilles. Um, oh, he's fictional? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, so I mean, like, I, to be honest, I don't even really we're no nowhere to start with Achilles. Um, I think part of the reason I'm more drawn to Achilles is because that's really like the only person from mythology of any sort that I feel like we have a good movie about. Uh, what about uh, Hercules? Yeah, I mean, there's the animated movie. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, it's just harder to relate to an animated movie. That's fine. Know. I'll take it over black and white all day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the movie Troy, I think, just put Achilles on this uh, pedestal. It was like watching Brad Pitt play Troy. Or, I mean, excuse me, Brad Pitt play Achilles was like next level. And he was also that person you study in, you know, your Greek mythology class in eighth grade. And you're like, Achilles is invincible. And um, so, to be honest, I don't really know if he's inspiring, but he's super legit. Well, they named an injury after him. <sighs> the, yeah. the Achilles heel. Yeah, because that was the only thing that was not dipped. Um but his fight scenes, like his, all of his fight scenes were inspiring. Again, that's just more so the movie. Um, I mean, legit, he was invincible. Um, so obviously the way he died, the way he went out, like absolutely the opposite of inspiring. But he's a god. He's legit. And I love Achilles. Yeah, it's probably like a super lame explanation, but no, I I actually don't. I think sometimes just the aurora or the vibe people give off can be inspirational. Uh, I don't know if I'd go top five, but I can. I like the creativity of you know. I think it's easy to go straight to like you know movies and television or books, but going to like Greek mythology. 
it's, I like the cleverness of that. I also like the roundabout way of, you know, you bring up you look like Brad Pitt, and then your next one is about Achilles played as Brad Pitt as inspiring. So that was a nice, you know, flex there. I watched the, I watched the Da Vinci Code a couple weeks ago, so I'm trying to get all. Oh, yeah. Throwing some clues here and there. Well, see, I'm Bruce Wayne, you know, as the detective, I'm putting the pieces together, all the breadcrumbs are leaving, so. In short, everyone, Matt Mickelson said, guys, I inspire myself. I am Achilles. I do have bad ankles, and that was my downfall in basketball. Maybe my, my parents forgot to dip both feet. Well, that's why they say full immersion, right? Another controversial religious comment from Keegan tonight. Well... I don't have much to counter with Achilles, other than I don't know a ton about him, so it's hard for me to say inspirational, but I appreciate the cleverness of it. Anything else you want to add about him? No. I mean, that's pretty much it. I I would love, this is a side tangent, I would love for him to do, like, Greek mythology-based movies well. Like, like a new, like, Hercules movie. I think CGI is now at a point where it's good enough it could do something like that or like a Zeus movie or so you want the I think Clash of the Titans was almost there not quite but yeah it was hard to see the connection of Clash of the Titans to remember the Titans kind of an odd sequel but I'm just kidding but we'll take it away with your number four I'm I'm intrigued alright so my number four is not a man it is a woman. And her name is Katniss Everdeen. Do you know who that is, Matt? <laughs> um, yeah. I have not seen all of the movies, but I know who it is. And I like that. I like that pick. So, this was not like one of the first ones that came to mind. Uh... When I was thinking about this list, I was like Googling like, you know, inspirational fictional characters just because there's so many. I was just trying to refresh my mind of like different things. I didn't want to forget any, if that makes sense. Uh, so I don't think it's like one people immediately think of, but when I thought about Katniss and the movies and what she does, I was like, holy cow, she's actually one of the most inspiring characters in any movie. And I, and when I watch those movies, I feel like I'm just like a huge fan of hers. Uh, really her message and the inspiration she gives is just basically standing up for right, even if it's not the easy thing to do. Uh, I assume most people have seen Hunger Games, but in short, basically she lives in District 12. Uh, the Hunger Games, there's 12 different districts. They, pe- they pick a, a boy and a girl, basically, from each of the districts to battle out to death for, a, basically, you know, a, a violent games where they basically kill each other. Uh, in her district, her sister is selected, who's like, I don't know, eight years old. Clearly, she won't do really well uh, because they just draw names out of a hat or something. Uh, so Katniss actually volunteers herself in front, in place of her sister, which immediately you see the type of character that she is and the inspiration. 
District 12 is never favored to win. They're probably like the weakest district. Like the other districts, like District 1 and 2, are always kind of the favorites. Uh, but Katniss uh, uniquely has, you know, a great skill set in like archery and, you know, hunting and tracking. Uh, in short, she wins the Hunger Games. And a lot of it has to do with just her values, and she doesn't compromise them. Uh, probably one of those scenes you see in movies where you kind of get chills is basically one of the other districts, one of the young girls gets killed. Uh, it was a girl that was helping her, and uh, Katniss creates this burial for the young girl, and everyone on TV is watching this, and they see it, and she holds up like her little, I don't know what it's called, the kind of the three fingers, and she kisses and holds it up. Basically, that was kind of the fire that sparks the rebellion to take down, uh, you know, the capital. And, you know, I know that was a long, drawn-out thing, but basically the rest of the movies is about her being this symbol of this revolution and rebellion, uh, this complete underdog. And constantly she continues to show that she doesn't, you know, give in to what's easy, but she does what's right. And probably, like, one of the boldest moves in, like, any movie. So, in the last movie, spoil. I don't care about spoiler. If you haven't seen the last Hunger Games, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I haven't even seen the middle one, so. I think you'd like them. I've seen the first one. So, basically, the rebellion and revolution wins. They, they defeat the capital, okay? And so, basically, the new government of the revolution is, like... All right, we want to start our own Hunger Games for the enemy. So it's kind of like this repeating history type thing, if that makes sense. So at the end, she's supposed to kill the leader of the capital with her arrow, and then she actually points it at the leader of the revolution and kills her instead. Basically, she's trying to end the evil that's you know growing again, and it's just like one of the most powerful scenes and like inspiring moments for a character. I'm just like, wow. So, I think it's really cool. I think she's an inspiring character. Uh, she's my number four. Uh, the reason for that is there's just not a ton of history to go off with her. Um, but I find what she does very inspiring, and I think it's a great movie. So, she saved millions of lives. That's a pretty big deal, right? That is a big deal. I like that. I think one of my favorite, one, not one of my favorite, I think one of the coolest scenes, and I've only seen the first movie, so I can't say too much, though, is when she shoots the apple that's on the dude's head. Yeah, basically that's what she does in the last movie. Instead of killing the, you know, the capital, she kills her own, um, I guess, team's leader kind of ironic she rose to fame um, because she could shoot the apple and then she ends the whole movie because she misses the apple. Yeah, kind of symbolic. It's, uh... And I like her too because she's one of those... It's kind of the Harry Potter vibe where it's like, I don't... She's not wanting to be the hero. She's not wanting to be this inspirational figure. Just based off who she is is why... She becomes that, you know, Matt, I know you and I were, you know, we like business and business books, self-improvement, kind of like the level five leadership 
type style. Where it's like they don't seek power. They're just naturally, you know, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. But that's all I got to say on Katniss Everdeen. Very inspiring and I would say very underrated. So I can agree with that. Um, all right. Well, I'll kick it off with my number three. Um, to start off, this character is from, in my opinion, the greatest movie series and book series of all time. Not necessarily my favorite, but I'm gonna pay respect because I do think it's the greatest. I'm gonna pay I'm gonna give respect where respect's due. Um I would say that that is Harry Potter. And I'm going to go with my third most inspirational character as none other than Mr. Albus Dumbledore. Nice. Um Well he's my number one, so after you're finished I'll kinda of throw in some points too. Okay. Well I definitely I didn't <laughs> I did- I didn't come as prepared as you. I don't have any quotes. I haven't seen a Harry Potter movie in a while, but I will say a couple, like two months ago or whatever, we went to Universal Studios and we went to Harry Potter World, which I'm not like a Harry Potter nerd. I, I enjoy Harry Potter again. I think it's probably the greatest movie series. Definitely, I would say it's the greatest book series of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Harry Potter World was, was pretty sweet. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, I think Dumbledore throughout, and I guess disclaimer, I didn't even read all the books. I read one through four in half of five, um, which people give me a hard time for that. Um, he, he's just a character that embodies pretty much every positive leadership trait throughout the entirety of the book series and the movie series. Um, he's the individual that people go to um, for advice. He's the individual who shows up when needed um, to provide whoever it is with tools or, or whatever needed to get the job done. Um, he never does anything sketchy. Um, as far as like, I mean, obviously you can tell there's a special bond with him and like Harry, for example, but he doesn't do anything, um, to necessarily give Harry an advantage in some sort of unfair way. He's, he's a pretty straight shooter. And then, um, you learn a lot right towards the end about how much he was doing behind the scenes to, I mean, essentially save everybody from he shall not be named. And he didn't, I mean, he didn't take any credit. Um, I mean, he was like the definition of somebody who is willing to sacrifice everything for pretty much everybody but himself. Um, I'm super excited that, you know, we have like the Fantastic Beast movies coming out and the Cursed Child and that we get to learn more about him as, as, um, a younger Albus Dumbledore and, this is beside the point, but I think I love Jude Law, so I'm stoked that he's the actor who's playing that. But, Same. Um, yeah, he. I, th- I think he's a little bit underrated as well in the show. 
Um, the movie he doesn't get as maybe necessarily as much screen time as we would have liked, but um, I'm, that explanation didn't do him justice. But he's, I mean, he's an inspiration to all. He's he's um, spoiler alert. He's like another old super wise guy who's also on my list. <laughs> um, and he, I mean, he's just always full of great sage advice that, I mean, like going back to like my James Bond, like pretty much nothing in James Bond is applicable to real life. Um, but like a lot of the advice and wisdom that he shares is applicable. Um, and so that is my number three, Albus Dumbledore, the GOAT. Obviously, I I agree wholeheartedly with you. He is my number one. He, if I think of an inspirational fictional character, I think of Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Uh, that was impressive. Oh, I got his Harry Potter wiki page pulled up, but <laughs> I didn't know he had that many names. I sometimes I forget. I just like how it's like these. Have, <laughs> Like, unnormal. It's just, and then it's like Brian. <laughs> At the very end, though, I'm, I'm weird when it comes to movies, and I'm weird when it comes to, like, closure with movies, and I'm weird when it comes to, like, respect. And, like, I was so mad that Harry named his kid Albus. Like, I might just be the only one. I'm like, dude, don't name your kid after Albus. He's not going to be as good. Like, it's not respectful. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's greatest wizard of all time. Good luck. A uh, couple things I want to highlight about Dumbledore, just some character things that he shows throughout the movies. Uh, I, in uh, Harry Potter 5, uh, I like that he takes the blame for Dumbledore's army. Basically, Dumbledore's army is a a group the students put together, and they named it after him, and he totally takes the fall for it so the students don't get in trouble. Uh and then they try to arrest him, and he has this, like, bad A scene where he just kind of escapes, where he's like, oh, I, you said I'm going to ask you, man? Uh, no. And then just knocks everyone over and leaves. Um, <clears throat> to talk about, like, his humbleness, too, he was actually offered the Ministry of Magic position. Uh, Ministry of Magic position is basically, like, I guess you could say the president of the Wizarding World. Uh, and he turned it down. Dean of Harvard. Right, like, he turned it down. Like, that's the most powerful position you can be in the wizarding world, and he turned it down. It's like a BYU-Idaho. The president of BYU-Idaho getting offered to become the dean at Harvard, and they turned it down. Yeah, he's just like, nah. Uh, do more good here. He trusted the right people. Uh, Snape is a big one. He trusted Snape till the end. Uh, even, you know, with his allegiance is previously to Voldemort. Uh, he trusted Harry. Uh, I like how you said he didn't get a lot of the credit. Uh, if you really think about everything that Harry accomplished, Dumbledore is the one that set the table and masterminded the defeat of Voldemort. You know, as far as the Horcruxes go, destroying them where they're at, uh, getting Harry the Deathly Hallows. Uh, he really, Dumbledore is the, orchestrator of defeating Voldemort. Uh, that's not taking away from what Harry did. Obviously, you know, executing that is unbelievable, and uh, Harry deserves all the credit to that as well, but 
yeah, I forget. It was Dumbledore's over, you know, arching plan to defeat Voldemort. And then, uh, he was always dedicated to the fight of fighting Voldemort. He was not passive about it. Like, oh yeah, uh, you know, he created rebellions against Voldemort and was constantly fi fighting him. And which is why Dumbledore is the only person Voldemort ever feared. Uh, he also believes people can be redeemed. Uh, so he, at the end of six, basically wants to save Draco Malfoy. You've been following Draco Malfoy. There's a pretty good reason why you may not think he's redeemable or worth saving. Uh, he doesn't like Dumbledore at all, but Dumbledore still wants to help him. And, and uh, you know, if you read The Cursed Child, ultimately, you know, Dumbledore is right. Draco was worth redeeming. Uh, and then he also plays a role in the seventh book in helping Harry, even. So, I really like that about him as well. Uh, he's not perfect. Uh, it kind of alludes in the books in Fantastic Beasts that, you know, he sought after power in his early ages. You know, he was going for, like, the Deathly Hallows. Um, he was on a quest for power. Uh, he wasn't maybe a, the biggest fan of Muggles at the time, and more or less it implies he might have been responsible for his sister's death in his quest for power. Uh, so kind of the vibe I get from him is he recognizes he's a imperfect man and he's trying to give back and, you know, fix any evil. And, you know, he just, he just sees that he, he, he recognizes he's a flawed man, but in short, he is the goat. He is a mastermind wizard. He is the best sorcerer of all time. Uh, just so many little nuggets of wisdom he does throughout the movies and books. I picked a few quotes that I liked. Uh, it is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. That kind of touches on that Bruce Wayne quote. Uh, we are only as strong as we are united and as weak as we are divided. Dark times lie ahead of us and there will be a time when we must choose between what is easy and what is right. Uh, you know, I like that quote even from a, just a religious standpoint. I think that's really powerful. And then uh, lastly, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. So constantly, I just think Dumbledore is this inspirational figure. It's like, I want to be him. Even from a silly way, I, you brought up Jude Law. I see how Jude Law is dressed. I'm like, geez, young Dumbledore got some style. I want to dress like young Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Those three-piece suits, it's like, geez. I don't know the transition between that to the, you know, robes, but wow. <laughs> they did a good job with young Dumbledore. But, obviously, I know that was a long speech on him, but he is my number one, so I had to make sure I made it clear why he's the number one. I respect that. I can, I can definitely see him being number one. Um, number two on my list is a, um, I kind of cheated with this one. Um, it's, it's a three-way tie. <laughs> They're all from the same movie, though, so. Oh, I know. I, I already know. It, it was, it was hard. Um, I had one when it was favorite, and then when it switched to inspirational, I changed it. 
a different person from the same movie. Um, but it is Legolas, Gandalf, and Aragorn. And I'm just gonna go super brief through all of them, because I know I totally cheated. If you're talking about favorite, it's Legolas. Um, I remember as a kid watching Legolas and just being blown away. I, I, I couldn't even like get words to describe what it was like to watch Legolas. I think, I think Legolas, um, Orlando Bloom as Legolas is like the most perfect cast role and he does that role perfectly. I think Legolas is like the first man crush that I ever have. <laughs> um, and like, I still have it. <laughs> um, like, like when I watch Hawkeye in Marvel movies, I'm like, dude, get out of here. You're not even close. <laughs> like, Legolas is the real OG. Um, he, he's, from an ability standpoint and just who he is, he's definitely one of my favorite fictional characters. Inspirational, not as much, and so that's kind of why I had it as a tie, just because we switched up the list. Um, I mean, he kind of, I mean, he's been alive for like a thousand years, so I mean, he's had time to practice and everything, so not super inspirational from that standpoint. Um, but then Aragorn and Gandalf, um, I switched to kind of both of them for inspirational for, I guess, different reasons. I think Aragorn, Aragorn's story just in general and like where he comes from and obviously being like a human human and the fact that he is willing to do what he's willing to do. And he's also one of those characters that like gets like no credit. I think, I think Frodo out of like all characters ever gets way too much credit. Um, Especially when I, Sam was a huge proponent of his success. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not the biggest, like, I love Lord of the Rings, don't get me wrong. I think it's definitely not a perfect movie series by any means. But, like, I just really have, like, as almost like a disdain towards Frodo. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one. But like, for, I, I think Aragorn like deserved most of the credit, um, for what that whole group of people did, and Frodo I think got all of it, which is fine. Like I understand it, but I think Aragorn was like the most selfless, um, did the most, um, didn't take any of the credit, was. You know, he he put Frodo um, on a pedestal, um, and I think he was inspirational for me in that sense. And then Gandalf was inspirational for me in more of the the Dumbledore type sense, um, more wise. Um, he did a lot as well that he didn't really take credit for. Um, Gandalf has going for him that he was also in the Hobbit um, trilogy, and so I think we got to see more of him than all of the other characters. Um, but that's kind of that's that's essentially it was kind of like this weird three way tie for me. Legolas would have been my one of my favorite fictional characters, and then 
Aragorn slash Gandalf in, in different ways were more inspirational. And to be honest, now that I've just said all of that out loud, I would probably put those three on number three, and then I would move Dumbledore to number two. Well, I'm not going to give it, take it easy on you for the biggest cheat of all time. It's like, I got Dumbledore, but I also got Harry, Hermione, Ron, Snape, uh, I got Sirius Black, and... Sirius Black? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Draco? No, not Draco. Dobby's up there. <laughs> okay. So, or Neville. This is, this is so, I'm not letting you go. That is a massive cheat. I think you need to select one. Well, can I do my favorite character, Legolas, and then the most inspirational, Gandalf? Yeah, I think that's fine. So Legolas wouldn't be on here, is what you're saying. It'd be Gandalf. If we were doing strictly inspirational, it'd be Gandalf. In the words of Gandalf, you shall not pass until you select one. So it sounds like you're going to go with Gandalf. Gandalus? Gandalus? Yeah, like Gandalf makes Legolas and Gandalus. Or... I can see the legless thing. He's kind of like the unspoken hero, kind of just he's just loyal, no, does his thing. No, straight up, straight up. If we're doing inspirational, it would be Gandalf. But I'm just throwing the disclaimer in there. If we were doing top five favorite fictional characters, Legolas would be in there, and not Gandalf. Inspirational, Gandalf. So Gandalf is my number two. Uh. I feel like him and Dumbledore are like two of the most similar characters in any series. Uh, I mean, one, they look like each other. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about an old guy wearing a robe that has so, a stick that can do magic. I know! It, <laughs> I, I recently rewatched The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbits, and it's just like, every scene Gandalf's in, I'm just like, wow. You know what I mean? Um, and he does that to the characters, too. One thing I always notice with Gandalf is when he's there, it, the characters have this, like, sense of peace, if that makes sense. Kind of like what Dumbledore did. Like, until Dumbledore died, there was always this sense of peace. We're going to be okay because we have Dumbledore. And I feel like Gandalf did that, too, uh, in Lord of the Rings, where it's like, well, Gandalf's with us. I mean, how, we'll be okay. Uh, although I'll say, and then to and go when on. he's not, there, and when he's and when he's not there, and they get in trouble, you're like, all right, gotta wait for Gandalf to come back. I know. When he gives himself up, and that you shall not pass in, that you shall not pass in. But uh, yeah, just that you shall not pass in, where he's just he gives himself up, and then the characters. There's this moment. The music score is great too, where they're just like. There's this, like, massive, like, load on their shoulders where they're just like, Gandalf's gone. Like, we're done for now. Like, we can't go on and move on and do this. I don't know if you remember that scene. It's just like this, like, what are we supposed to do now? Uh, yeah, Gandalf was at... So in the first two Harry Potter movies, uh, there was a different Dumbledore, and unfortunately the actor died. 
they actually asked Ian McClellan, who plays Gandalf, to play Dumbledore. I don't know if you knew that, for the third movie. And he actually declined it. I did know that. Uh, he actually has some type of, like, rivalry with the original Dumbledore. And so he just said out of respect for the original actor, he didn't want to take his place because of their friend friendly rivalry. But uh, I actually think he would have made a great Dumbledore. Uh, you know, if you, sometimes you, sometimes when I watch either movie, you kind of forget. Like, oh, this isn't Gandalf. Oh, this isn't Dumbledore. They're different characters. That's how similar they are to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and I don't, I'm not slamming any of the authors on that. I think they're both great characters. Uh, just some Gandalf quotes I really like. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Uh, deeds will be less valiant because they're, deeds are not less valiant because they are unpraised. And then I actually posted this one on Facebook the other day because I really like it. Uh, some believe it is only great power that can hold back evil in check, but that is not what I have found. Let's see if I can do a Gandalf voice. I have found that the small everyday deeds of the ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay, small acts of kindness and love. Uh, basically, he says that quote in context why he has Bilbo Baggins. Uh, in a way, they kind of use the same master plan to get things done. Uh, you know, Gandalf is kind of operating with the hobbits to execute some things. Kind of the unlikely hero, and similar with Dumbledore and Harry, the unlikely hero. Uh, yeah. You can go on for Gandalf and Dumbledore, but they're very, very similar. Uh, to me, that's the twin towers of inspiration of fictional characters. I see Dumbledore and Gandalf standing side by side. I agree. If you ever need to write a book and need an inspirational character, old, white hair, beard, crazy clothes, piece of wood, the magic, and a, and a couple good one-liners, and disappear for half of the movie, and then just come back in the clutch when everybody's about ready to die. You <laughs> couldn't say, that's inspiration. Well, I know I've done. What is your? Have you done your number one? I have not. All right. Um, so I have my number three left, and you have your number one left. So give us your number one, or do you want me to give my number three first, so we can give you the four for number one. Yeah, you go. You go three, and then I'll, I'll go one. Okay. Captain America, Steve Rogers, for my number three. Uh very. Similar to the theme I've been talking about, uh, this guy is not someone with power. He Before he gets the superhero serum, he's basically this scrawny little guy, but his heart and courage is there. He, you know, he throws himself on a grenade. He wants to serve the country, and then basically because of his heart, he's selected to get the superhero serum, and it amplifies all the good attributes in him. Uh, you know, he's very similar to like Katniss Everdeen. He doesn't go with what people tell him to do or what they say is right. He does what he feels is right. And, you know, pretty much most of the time he is always right. Um, quote from my, I like from him, the price of freedom is high. It always has been, and it's a price I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the only one, then so be it. And then he always just has this like massive optimism and confidence about things. 
almost to a fault, I would say. You know, Tony Stark, I even pokes fun at his massive optimism. Uh, you know, in Endgame, he says, this is the fight of our lives, and we're going to win, whatever it takes. So just that confidence, even against the most unlikely scenarios, he has this confidence that they're going to figure out how to win. Uh, I just think Captain America is just a great person to be. Uh, he's the moral compass for the Avengers. Uh, he's loyal to his friends. Uh, he wants to serve the country and protect people. Uh, so I think he is very inspirational. Uh, it really highlights... It's, it's kind of interesting with some of these heroes like Spider-Man or Captain America. Obviously, they have their powers that make them super, but it's actually their who they are as people is what their real power is. So Captain America has superhero serum, and he's super strong and has the shield, but that's not what makes him special. What makes him special is who he is with his courage and doing what is right. And his no one can shake his moral compass. And ultimately, that's what carries him through you know, all the movies. Uh, probably one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. So Thor has this hammer. You can only hold it if you're worthy. And so this whole time, we only think Thor can hold it. In an Avengers Endgame, uh, his hammer called Milnir goes to Captain America. And he catches it saying he's worthy to hold Thor's hammer. And it's just like one of the greatest cinema moments. Like if you're in the movie theater, people are screaming. It's like Captain America, you know, there's just great moments of him in the movies. Like I remember when Thanos went at him and this guy is just like a mortal. And he goes straight up at Thanos who has like all the infinity rings and holds him down. And Thanos makes his face like he's shocked. Like I can't believe this earthling just went at me and is giving me you know, a struggle. Uh, so I really like Captain America. That's why he's my three. Um, so that makes up my top five. Give us your number one. Well, first off, do you have any thoughts or disagreements on that? And then, <laughs> um, to be honest, like I, I don't feel like I can comment too much on anything Marvel related. Cause I've seen like less than half of, Marvel movies. Yeah, and that's I, fine. I, and I haven't seen any of the shows, really, like on Disney Plus or um, anything from that nature. I'm not a big Captain America fan, but I understand yeah. the, the inspiration. That's why we had to pull a Matt variant for our Spider-Man podcast, because uh, this Matt doesn't know any superhero stuff. <laughs> I've, I've seen, yeah, no, I haven't seen all of the Spider-Man. Not even. I don't even know how many there are. There are nine now. I've seen. I think I've seen five. I saw the three Tobey Maguire. I think I saw one with the Mr. Garfield. What's his name? Andrew. Yes. And then I think I saw one Tom Holland fight. You haven't seen the new one. No. Oh, little. By the way, if we were ranking the Spider Mans now, the new one would be my number one. Spider-Man movie, so. Where's the first Spider-Man? First Tobey Maguire, Green Goblin Spider-Man, where was that? I had it like, uh, what was it? I had it at three. Well, it would be three now. I had it at two, now it would be three. I have Into the Spider-Verse, no, number one. It was the, uh, 
animated one. But, really? Yeah, it's. I think it's really good. Um. Anyways, uh, my number one. My number one does not fit anything that I've talked about. It doesn't fit anything that you've talked about. Um, it's. I'm a nerd, kind of. Not really, but like this has like been my one nerd thing from the time I was a kid. I re- remember watching it like every Wednesday at 5 p.m. And my mom would always get mad because it was right at dinner time. And it was on Tsunami and Cartoon Network. And oh, no. um, it is the greatest anime or anime <laughs> for for my fans out there. I'm already shooting it now. <laughs> for, my, for my three fans out there that um, watch anime um cartoon whatever you want to call it um dragon ball z is by far the greatest animated show ever no questions asked um and my most inspirational and my most favorite character would be goku oh my gosh from Dragon Ball Z. You were doing you were doing so good. Literally everything you just talked about with Captain America, Goku did before Captain America and he did it times a hundred and he did it better. And he's he literally embodies everything that Gandalf and Dumbledore do, except he doesn't have a robe, he doesn't have a actually he does have a stick at one point. <laughs> So, um, so he meets the trope a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with Dragon Ball Z, so... Uh, well, to be fair, I'm not, like, super familiar about it, so my counter is just more of a ignorance of saying, I don't know Dragon Ball Z, so that's why it's not number one. <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's a character that was selfless. Um would sacrifice himself to save um, several times planet Earth or just even the ones, his loved ones that were close to him. Um, he, he would put himself in situations to succeed in order to do so. Um, he was always helping those around him. Um, he would do things that he didn't necessarily want to do uh, in order to win or to beat the main villain, right? Right. Um, he always showed forth charity and all that he did. Um, he, I mean, you have to watch it to understand. I um, say I don't feel inspired, but I'll believe you. <laughs> um, there were there were multiple times he. He took the backseat and like in, in one of the main sagas or series of Dragon Ball Z, he puts his son in the situation where his son can win and take all the glory. Um, he helps his main rival, who's also like a good guy, Vegeta. I don't know. Again, I'm not familiar. You are with this. Um, but he's constantly putting him, even though they're friendly rivals in positions to succeed and um, 
even though he has chances throughout where he can maybe take some form of advantage, he doesn't do that because uh, he doesn't believe in it, and he is always progressing. He's my he's my number one. He the only thing that he's lacking, I guess, is they they purposely make him more of like a lighthearted um, character, um, like. Not quite a goofball, but maybe a little bit like that. Um, and so he's he's maybe not super full of wisdom. Um, he's more of a, a lighthearted leader, I guess. But he definitely still has some sage advice that he gives throughout. But um, I do I had a little bit of bias towards him because he's by far my favorite fictional character. Um, but I do think he's still extremely inspirational so so if you could have hit all any attribute of a character you'd pick gongu stop well, how do you say his name <laughs> genghis so you, genghis Khan. <laughs> i'm not even kidding what is his name again i thought you said you've seen it you said you saw part of it no i said i have it Oh, I thought you said you haven't. I thought you said you haven't seen enough, and I'm like, well, you, if you've seen one episode, oh, you know no, me. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Gondo, Go, Go, GoPro. How do I hang up? Gogurt. Oh, Gogurt. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Goku. G O K U. Go Q. Okay. I'll send you a couple clips. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> I mean, like, even from, like, a... I mean, like, globally, it's super popular. Like, the United States is probably the country where it's the least popular, right? Obviously, Japan. Um, South America is super popular, so it's not as popular in the United States. But yeah, um, from, like, as far as, like, a global stage is concerned popular, but so, he's my number one. If I could be any of those leaders, well, I definitely wouldn't be Achilles, because he dies. Well, they all die, except for Goku. Gandalf die? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he kind of dies, and then comes back. James Bond. So, spoiler alert. Um, so you heard it, folks. You can be, if you could be Gogo or Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore, the greatest sorcerer ever. Those are your options for the number one. So, you know, if I give you if I gave you a robe and a stick, though, you would choose Goku. It's probably true. I'm not gonna lie. There is something Goku about that. Why? Uh, I don't know. I I guess I haven't seen it, so maybe it's unfair. As far as we know, Dumbledore can't even operate a Nimbus 2000. Oh, uh, he doesn't need to. He just apparates. Well, highlight your top five again, and then let's do some honorable mentions before we end. Um, my top five: number five, James Bond; number four, Achilles; number three was Dumbledore; number two was the Lord of the Rings cast. Except for Gimli, he wouldn't be on there. Like, the least inspirational character of all time. Gandalf, 
if we're doing inspirational Legolas, if we're not doing if we're doing favorites, and then number one Goku. Um, to be honest, uh, honorable mentions. Um, I I said this briefly in our group text, but oh, maybe you shouldn't I, say it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a different one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Um, it, it's hard because I, I think as a kid, like, you want to be a part of Pokemon world more than anything else. Yeah. Like, like, you play that game, you watch the, sh- I wasn't, a, I didn't really watch the show, Tom, but you watch the show and you, you like, you want to be a part of Pokemon. Like, um, I'm, Ash isn't like, like a cool character, I don't know. It's like because Pokemon steal the show, right? It's it's about the yeah. Pokemon. It's not about the the people. Um, so I, it's kind of like a spoof, really. But I'm gonna go with Magic Carp into Gyarados. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my honorable mention. When you're talking about inspiration, Magic Carp is literally the worst Pokemon out of the entire. <laughs> Out, out of the out of the entire Pokemon world, Magikarp is the worst dude. He can't tackle. He has no like defense or attack lowering strategies. He's literally useless. Useless. Like he has one move and it's Splash. It shouldn't even it shouldn't even be called Splash because it literally does nothing. It should be called like Flop. And then you gotta <laughs> suffer. You you gotta suffer through training this dude for thirty levels. Like he learns tackle at some point. Which is pretty much useless too. I hope you get a and bunch of all- rare candy. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and you always get them before you get the experience share. So you always got to put them out first and you got to take them out. You're like, I really hope they don't attack first. <laughs> exactly. And it's like the biggest pain in the world to train that guy. Cause he is the worst Pokemon. And then talk about coming back or making a comeback. I guess it's not really making a comeback, but like, that dude evolved into a monster. He <laughs> He's like the evolved. Captain America of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But like Steve Rogers had more he could do more than freaking magic cart. <laughs> and then Gyarados is just an absolute monster, dude. He's an absolute beast. He's a tank. You can use him through the whole game. It's like, dude, I have a dragon that it's incredible. He's that like, might be my crazy. favorite one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's his transformation is inspiring. From literally the worst Pokemon, like by far, the not the best, but one of the best, like like a super legit unit. And this is just maybe like a teaser for when we do our our top ten Pokemon or something like that down the road. But I, there's not really a person I could pick from the Pokemon land. But I feel like I needed to give Pokemon some some credit from a fictional character standpoint it's like pokemon's like every kid's favorite fictional thing you should do a ted talk on this (laughs) going from magic heart to gyarados i like it i i like it that that's that's my one honorable mention might be Um, might be the best one (laughs) as far as inspiring um magic heart to gyarados the transformation's unreal yeah i like that better than goo goo uh, well, since you can't even get his name right, you don't. You have no. You can't speak. Um. 
That's it. That's all my honorable mentions. I'm just going to go with the one. Um, if we were doing favorite fictional characters, I'd have a couple more. But Yeah. That might be the greatest honorable mention of all time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm bowing right now. <laughs> Welcome uh, to throw imaginary rose petals at my feet. While we're talking Pokemon, if we do a top 10 best looking animated characters, I think Misty probably makes my list. <laughs> Uh, At least for when I was a kid. <laughs> you can't even tell what she looks like, dude. It's so like pixelated. The graphics are so bad. I'm like I don't know what it is, but she's got a a likable vibe. So, uh, my honorable mention is uh, Edward Cullen, Bella Swan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was, oh my god! <laughs> I'm really. Kidding. You got me with that one. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> I thought you were being serious with the honorable mention, and then also with the hitting me with the entire cast of the movie. I was like, "That's clever." Um, <laughs> uh, I have Hermione Granger from Harry Potter as well. Uh, I think she. This one's legit. I'm not joking about that one. Uh, I kind of have Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange. It's kind of the whole wizard vibe, but he's actually kind of a jerk. So I don't know if he's exactly inspirational yet. Maybe later in his character arc he will be. But I can't give it to him right now. Uh, I don't know. I almost put this one over Bruce Wayne. Rocky Balboa. What do you think of that one? Uh, I'm, I was never a big Rocky fan, but I can see it. Yeah, I just, I think he's, I think, he, I just love the Rocky movies. Um, one other fictional one I'll add is uh, this guy, he's won like seven Super Bowls. He's still playing at a high level at 44 years old. Um, you know, he has like every football record ever. I mean, it's just, it's so insane. It's clearly the most fictional movie ever, but I think it's pretty inspiring. Uh, just what he's able to do, you know, win MVPs, switch teams and win a Super Bowl. Uh, really cool. Uh, if he had a different, if he had a different first name, people would say he was creating his own super teams. Oh yeah, Tom. Yeah. So since his name's since his name is Tom, they don't say that. Yeah, just kind of playing with your LeBron thing earlier. Um, uh, honestly, there's probably some ones I missed. There's just so many options here. Uh. If you look at the time, it's probably really good we did five, because we went way long. I, before these pods, I'm always telling me, ah, this one will probably go 30 minutes, and now we're here at minute 74, talking about Gyarados. <laughs> <laughs> Gyarados and Tom Brady. Yeah, that's just how it goes here on The Socialist. But, yeah, so hopefully y'all enjoyed it. Uh, in a serious manner, I think you can find inspiration in fictional characters as well. Uh, we did not do real figures just because, you know, I didn't want like people in my religious group to be upset if I ranked religious leaders below like Kobe Bryant or something. So I thought this would be a safer bet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what you mean. It's like, Kobe Bryant's your number one, are you kidding me? Yeah, sorry. Uh, any other thoughts on just inspirational fictional characters, Matt, before we end? 
Um, no, I think you nailed it. You can find inspiration anywhere. And I think what's important is that you find good, positive inspiration, whether it's from an animated show or uh, a superhero or wherever it may be, and that you implement it into your own life. So then you can continue to be an inspiration for others. You can get that snowball, uh, the snowball effect, so to say, and um, keep it going. Yeah, I think ultimately it's, while, you know, a lot of these characters we mentioned have cool powers, skill sets, uh, ultimately the reason we like them is kind of like what I mentioned with the Captain America, it's just kind of who they are as people is what makes them inspiring. Uh, so I think that's truly their great power. And, wow, it's going to sound cheesy. That's truly the power that all of us can have as well. You don't have to be super strong or super smart. It's just making a difference in the world is how you do it. So, yeah. Sometimes when these things get sappy, I'm kind of like, all right. Don't have to say no. There's (laughs) ever awkward pause that's Keegan crying. Same goes for me. (laughs) Uh, As far as what's coming up in the future, uh, we did have a little bit of a break. Uh, Everyone enjoy their holidays. Uh, Hopefully we continue to have the same listeners and get some more listeners. Uh, We're going to, we have some fun lists prepared. Uh, We really want to focus on things that are happening, you know, in pop culture as well. So, you know, we'll do some lists in relation to that. You know, we got the Super Bowl coming up, so that will be, I'm sure we'll touch on the NFL. We haven't done any NFL lists yet. Um, The new Batman movie is coming out. So, you know, you could do some Batman rankings. Uh, A lot of fun stuff like that that we're going to do. We're going to get more guests involved as well. So I think it'll be fun. Uh, Thanks. Call me me when we do Pokemon. Oh, of course. I uh, I got I would have to review that list, and if we're, if we're being honest, we're just doing like the first two generations of Pokemon, right? None of this like beyond that, right? Yeah, for sure. Like the real ones now, right? And after that, it's just silly. I think after the gold, silver. Yeah, like beyond that. It's, yeah, it's I like mean, eh. yeah. Because if you say like some fourth generation Pokemon, I'm just gonna make fun of it like Goku, so. Hey, you got his name right. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll end on that. We'll end on, the <laughs> we'll end on that. Thanks for listening to The Socialist. Have a good night. <laughs>